I don't have a secret. I really don't. I'm still trying to constantly find new things that might be good for me, right? I mean, as I'm aging, I mean, my my needs now at almost 50 were different than my needs at 30. She shot to stardom at the tender age of 15 and has been a household name ever since. Many of us remember Tiffany Amber Thiessen from her many memorable TV roles. I mean, Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell was a literal icon. And it blows my mind that she is now almost 50. But then again, I am 51, going on 52. Okay, I get it. We're getting old. But age isn't everything. Now, I do have to say, because Tiffany is part of the Screen Actors Guild, which is currently on strike, she couldn't talk about any of her past dramatic work. But that's okay. We had so much other good stuff to cover, and the time went by so fast. We did chat a bit about what it was like for her to grow up in show business and how she handles any negativity that might come her way. She also shares why cooking has become therapeutic and a total passion and what inspired her newest cookbook, Here We Go Again which is all about how to turn leftovers into something your whole family will love. Brilliant. And of course, we talk about mom life. I love what she said about what it's like to have her own teenager. But wait till you hear what she says about allowing her daughter to have social media. So many good things. If you didn't already, I just know that you are going to love Kelly. I mean, Tiffany. Do you feel like other moms have life all figured out? Well, as the mother of seven, I can tell you that we are all just doing our best and making it up as we go along. But at least we have each other. I'm Vanessa Quigley, and welcome to the Mom Force Podcast, brought to you by Chatbooks. But before we get to the interview, September is the perfect time for a fresh start. And why not make that fresh start all about family? I am super excited to share that Chatbooks is offering photo book subscriptions for every lifestyle and every family, from toddlers to teens to grandparents. We truly have something that works for every budget. Starting at $7 a month, you can print your everyday magical moments. And did you know that printed photos are scientifically proven to strengthen families? So now's your chance. Use promo code MOMFORCE for 15% off your next Chatbooks order. That is promo code M-O-M-F-O-R-C-E for 15% off. Happy Chatbooking. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be here today chatting with the iconic Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Welcome to the MOMFORCE. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Okay. Since we are a podcast sponsored by Chatbooks, a photo book company, I always like to ask my guests to start off with, do you have a photo that you wouldn't mind sharing with our community that has a fun backstory to it? I have a million photos, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. One that you would look at and you would have no idea what was really happening behind the scenes. Oh gosh. You know what? I remember a, the first thing that comes to mind is a holiday photo, right? And I feel like every parent understands the difficulty of trying to get holiday photos for holiday Mm -hmm. cards out every year. Right. And this was a year that, um, Harper was a little bit older. I want to say she was like five and a half, maybe six. Holt was like a year, if even that. And he was not having it, like literally not having it at all. We're trying to get the shot. And we ended up just literally the holiday card was like 
him crying. And we were like, hope your holidays are better than ours right now. <laughs> oh, so you printed you know that I mean? one. We totally I love it. did. Yes. We were like, this is real, you know? Um, and it's still one of my most favorite photos because it's just, it, it takes you right back to that time. But yeah. at the same time, also really having the sort of, you know, parenting skill of knowing like you just got to turn it around and know that it's not going to last. And it's just part of parenting, right? It's part of life. Exactly. Anyone who has tried for family Christmas card photos has had somebody crying or bribing somebody with something to just come on, just get oh, through this. Completely, completely. It's And then every age is just different stages of what that sort of looks like, right? Now it's about, <laughs> now it's about my son. He's not crying. He's actually hamming it up to the camera. And my daughter mm. needs, now that she's a teenager, full approval before anything oh, gets yes. done, right? <laughs> Oh, yes. We actually have had a family photo hanging above our fireplace that my daughter, Claire, did not approve of. And every time she gets, she sees it, she's like, Mom, I cannot believe that is still there. But, you know, yeah. mom prerogative, we can print what we want to print. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> Tiffany, I can't wait to talk about all things family, cooking, your new book. But most people know you from your iconic roles that you've played on some of the most popular TV series. Your biggest break in Hollywood came when you were only 15, which... To think about, like, my youngest is 15, and yeah. it's hard to imagine becoming so famous at such yeah. a young age. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that was like? And, and did you always want to get into show business? Well, I started very young. I actually started a lot younger than that. I was doing a lot of modeling and commercials even before that. And I got into it because it was, my uncle actually was a photographer and had a lot of friends in the business and had taken some photos of me and someone I guess saw and was like, hey, she should be in front of the camera more. That sort of thing it was that casual. Mm -hmm. Loved it from the moment I did it and kept going and was lucky enough to actually have a career, you know, and like be able to enjoy it and to have the parents that really were able to take me because it, it's time consuming to, to have a child in the business. You know what I mean? So yeah, so it started much younger than even 15, but the sort of recognition didn't start until after that very first big show that I did. And it's, it's life-changing. It's very, very life-changing. So, you know, at 15, there's lots of stuff happening that you may not want to have in front of camera, you know, and a bunch of people watching, you know, it's, it's still puberty and you're changing, your body's changing and all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was, it was big. It was a lot of, a lot of things I learned uh, very quickly during those those years, those first years. But at the same time, a lot of wonderful things too. Like I, I talk about the fact that my love for food has a lot to do with those years that I was traveling and getting to go to other countries and other states and really um, being able to meet people because of the show that I was on. And really my love of cuisine and food and travel and all that really came from that young age. Yeah, I love that. Well, when I think about what it feels like to be 15, I remember very well my 15 years and, and watching watching my son navigate some hard things. I mean, all of my kids, I have seven kids and 15, I mean, that's a rough time. And to be, you know, put in the public and I don't know, you just have to have a tough skin. Did you naturally, were you naturally tough or is there anything that we can learn from you that will help those of us raising teenagers? Yeah. Because, you know, you don't have to be a famous TV actress to, no, to feel mean, like the pressures of the world. Navigating to middle school and high school is hard, you know, yeah. like that's hard in itself. And I remember, cause I did go through middle school and it wasn't until just, a, just a little bit after that I actually got the job and was tutored with the rest of high school. So I never really went to high school, but I, um, I did middle school and middle school was tough. 
and I'm telling my daughter, it'll get better. I promise. I promise. (laughs) But it's interesting. Yes, I do think I have a little bit of naturally tough skin. And I don't know if that's just who I am or if it's, you know, things that my parents instilled in me. My grandmother was a very strong personality. So maybe it was a little bit of that, or maybe it was being put into the show business. You know what I mean? It could be a combination, probably a combination of all of it, right? No matter what though, I don't care how thick your skin is or not, certain things will still get in there. You know, Um, you're still a kid and it's, it's hard. It's definitely hard. And there were, there were definite things that I learned that were better for me all around and for my mental health, just to like, you know, we didn't have social media back then, but there were magazines. That was the big thing. The teeny bopper magazines that were all over the place and, you know, (laughs) and people following you and taking pictures and things like that. So that's kind of what we had, but it's the same thing. They were talking about the same stuff or websites. They would go on websites and chats and they would talk about, you know, certain people that they, you know, were watching on TV. So I learned a long time ago, not even to read it (laughs) because as much as it was lovely for the most part, you know, those ones that weren't so lovely were not fun to read. And so my mom used to say all the time, is it really worth it? And I said, no, it's not mom. She goes, you know, you love what you do and and people love what you're doing generally. So it's just not worth it. And it's right. right. She's right. It's just not worth it. And I'm kind of that way with social media too. I mean, I tried to be good about answering people when I can, when it comes to like food questions and stuff like that, or even parenting, but the stuff that, you know, really they're trying to just, you know, dig in there, you know, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Well, with 2 million followers on Instagram, Tiffany, (laughs) I'm sure you have seen the dark side of social media too. Not everyone plays nice. No, Um, they don't. They don't. And that's the world, right? I mean, that's just the way the world is. So it's not just social media, but it's, it's the world in general. Yeah. So your oldest, how old is Harper, your daughter? She's 13. She's just turned 13 this summer. So how are you navigating social media with she your does not children? Okay. You good mama. Good mama. And it's hard. <laughs> it's too and much. I'm not going to lie to you. It's super yeah. hard. There are many days that I feel extremely guilty, but I'm sticking to my guns because I know it's better for her in the overall picture. Um, she'll yeah. eventually get it. It's not like she'll never have it, but right now it's hard. It's hard. I mean, she, she goes through phases of fighting for it and then she gives up, you know? (laughs) And, and the guilt that I have sometimes is because I know these are, this is how the kids are corresponding. Now they're not even texting each other. They're Snapchatting. They're, you know, doing other things to connect with each other, which is sad because I'm like, Oh, just pick up the phone. (laughs) I mean, that's what we used to do. Right. But I know that's just not how it is now. It is very different. If it was just that, I would probably allow her to have it, but that's not what it is. And and it's so much more than that. And I tell her all the time, I said, you know what? I said, you're, you're a sweet girl. You're nice. You're fun to hang out with the friends that are, that like you and want to hang out with you. They're going to connect with you. It doesn't have to be through Snapchat. I promise. Right. Right. Well, I think there is so much peer pressure because so many kids do have it, but we need more moms like you saying, nope, we're Mm. not doing it. Because I think there's peer pressure with moms too, because you want your kids to feel included and know what's going on. And it's already hard enough, like watching and like having to navigate the phone in general, which she just got this last year. Um, That's a whole nother job that's been put on my shoulders. Like, holy moly. Like, a lot, you know, putting the yeah. protective, you know, like security stuff on it, which we already sort of had on the iPads, but I feel like the phone just opened up to another world. But 
the good side of it, I like, I always try to have a balance of like looking at the good and the bad, right. Is I do love that she connects with me, even when she's yeah. away. I kind of like that. I mean, selfishly, it's really kind of sweet and fun. So I try to look at the upside too. So Yeah. That's what I tell my kids. I'm buying this phone for me <laughs> to be connected to you. All yeah. these other people talk to them at school, like yeah. figure out another way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, baby steps. It's a lot to learn how to use a phone and navigating social media. I mean, as you know, as an adult yeah. can be. It's a job. And that's what I told her. I go, it is a job. You don't want this job right now. Right. <laughs> Have it later. Right. Right. Well, Tiffany, this is so fun to chat with you. And I have to say, years ago, and I don't know if you remember this, but the Secret Santa Workshop that oh, I remember. Um, Scout oh, I and totally, Bill. Yes, <laughs> I totally remember. I was like, pinch me. She is here. Uh, I mean, I grew up. I feel like we grew up together. I mean, I think we're similar in age, uh-huh. but I'll watching 50, you, yeah. mm-hmm. okay, I turned 51 just this okay. summer, um, okay. but watching you grow up and then now like blossom into this new role of motherhood has been so fun. And you are actually so generous to contribute to my little book, <laughs> Mom Hacks, Real Moms, Real yeah. Hacks. Yeah. Um, we did a section on food and this was your mom hack. It says, my hack is knowing when to order takeout. As a mom who loves to cook, I used to feel guilty if I wasn't always cooking for my family every day, but I am also a working mom and that can't always happen. Yeah. That's where takeout comes in. Yeah. And I still believe that. I still say that. Yeah, I do. I do. Cause it is, it goes back to that word, like balance. It really is about the balance of all of it. Right. And, and I, we can't do it all. It's just impossible. It's just absolutely impossible. So I have to give myself a little grace every now and then. And the kids like it too. And so does my husband. Cause my husband's the one who does <laughs> dishes. He's like, please don't cook tonight. Oh, yes. I don't want to do dishes. <laughs> I love it. Well, and we know that you do love to cook because you had your own cooking show, Dinner at Tiffany's, which our family has this tradition. Like we don't watch a ton of TV in a regular life, but when we get to a hotel, it's the cooking channel. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember yeah. seeing you on there cooking with your friends. And yeah, I was like, it was fun. Oh, I loved that show so much. I had such a good time. It was like, yeah, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Wish it went longer, but I loved, I loved it. It was one of my most favorite projects I think I ever did. Well, and then your cookbooks, Pull Up a Chair with Family Favorites. So good. And your new cookbook, Here We Go Again, which is, I love everything about the vintage vibe. You guys have got to check out this book because Tiffany is helping us learn what to do with our leftovers. Now, I will admit, I am a leftovers girl. You are. That's great. My husband, my husband, not so much, but I can. My husband isn't either. That's what, that's (laughs) sort of the reason why I started this book. There was one, I mean, there was a couple reasons, of course, but that was one big reason because I hated the fact that he didn't like leftovers. Right. I'm like, what is right. wrong with you? Pizza the second day is just as good, if not better. Oh, you know, I always think it's better. Thanksgiving, yeah. the entire day of Thanksgiving, <laughs> to me, is so much better days after, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. but it's different, like, just scooping out the same stuff and putting it in the microwave and serving up leftovers that way. Like, I yeah. get, like, that might, for me, it means I don't have to cook tonight, so I'm willing to right. take it but that it's way. taking those things and making yeah. them into something new, which is what my book is all about. It's really inspiring people to look at leftovers, not just your leftover enchiladas, but your leftover chicken from the, you know, that you roasted on Monday, making it into something else or the leftover rice, making it into great sushi for the kids, you know, the next day. It's stuff like that, that it's really what it's really about and reinventing that. Yeah. Cause I find myself sometimes looking in the fridge. And I'm like, well, I have all this leftover rice. What am I going to do with it? And you know how in mm-hmm. the moment your brain just doesn't work, Yeah, but 
you can go to Google and be like, what do I do with a bunch of leftover totally. rice? And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I could make fried rice or uh-huh. I could do beans yep. and rice. So tell me what, so what are this, some of your favorite recipes or, or ways to work magic on leftovers that you share in your book? Oh gosh. Well, definitely rice. We love to make little sushi cakes. The, the kids love to do that. That's a big Ooh. one for us when we do with rice. If I'm not giving the rice to my chickens because they do love leftover rice. (laughs) But that's usually what we do with them. Or we do taco bowls with the leftover rice. That's another huge one that we do constantly all the time. So the rice never gets wasted. Do you make a point of cooking extra rice? Just knowing that you can do so many things with it? That you can do something with it? I feel like I probably do. I don't really... I don't know if I actually know that I'm doing it, but I probably am, you know, subconsciously. Probably, yes. Well, there's nothing worse than running out of rice for the, with a meal that you've planned and you're like, true. oh man, that would have been true, so true, easy true. to put one more yeah. cup in there. Yeah. Okay, so rice, you know rice how to work one with one. rice? I mean, you know, any sort of dairy is another really great thing that I never go to waste at any time, whether it's I'm making really good. My husband's a huge coffee and iced coffee drinker, so I'm always mm-hmm. making these iced lattes that I usually use leftover milk and cocoa powder and a little bit of sweetener. And I make ice cubes out of them. And then there's always leftover coffee sometimes in the pot. So I Mm. always make him an iced coffee later in the day when I have those cubes already ready in the freezer. See, I think this is like reimagining what leftovers are. I think we think it's like the last, you know, slice of a casserole. No, it's not. I mean, the book has a little bit of that. Like, you know, I can show you what to do with leftover pizza, but it's more than just that. It's also like, the chips that are broken at the very bottom of your chip bag because and the kids were oh, like, Oh yes, what, what what do we do, do with those? I, mean? I always well, save what, those, so but many I don't great things. Like like I make, you know, fried chicken sandwiches out of them because those broken chips are perfect to to oh. coat any sort of pork or chicken or any sort of meat into a, like a sandwich or like a breaded, you know, pork chop pretzels. That's another one. I love making when I go over to friends, I make those real old school cheese balls, you know, that you make mm-hmm. or you that are great for dipping and stuff like that. And I always love coating it with broken, you know, pretzels because it has that really good salty flavor on the outside. So oh. there's, again, it's, it's just kind of almost looking at it and, and seeing the new possibilities with things that are not even just in your fridge, but your pantry too. Yeah. Have you ever tried pretzel jello? No, I have That's not. A- I'm not a big <laughs> jello person. My daughter is, but my um but nobody else in the family is. So <laughs> Oh, well, we live in Utah now and Jell-O is kind of, I think it's the state food or something. It? It's, it's a is big it deal. Really? And I've heard people talk about pretzel Jell-O, never done it, but I do like salty and sweet combo. Like so there might be something, too, there might so be maybe something there. there. Is something there. All right. I, I wouldn't be opposed to trying it. Well, one of the things that I love about this book is how you're helping us just eliminate food waste, because that is something that like as a mom, especially as a younger mom, I found myself eating all the crusts of the peanut butter jelly sandwiches, eating the leftover macaroni because it just drove me crazy to get rid of food waste. But you can only do that for so long. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, why don't my pants fit me anymore? Why my jeans don't fit me anymore? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny. I grew up in a family and it really, I I give this a lot to my own parents. I grew up in a family that, you know, we didn't have a ton of money. My dad worked two jobs. And so my mom, ultimately, I didn't know this as a kid, but she was stretching food because she couldn't keep going to the grocery store and buying food. Mm. You know, we just didn't have a ton of money. So I was raised just watching her kind of stretch the the recipes and stretch the food that we had in our fridge and our pantry. And so during, during COVID at the height of COVID, we weren't going to the grocery store as often. Right. So mm-hmm. I was kind of doing the same thing for different reasons, but like literally stretching food. So my husband, and he was actually, that was the one time he was going to the grocery store. He's like, I'll take it. And I was like, Oh gosh, this is going to be really hard. <laughs> Cause he would never go to the grocery store. Right. But, 
but he felt like he wanted to do it, which was great. But we were kind of stretching food sort of the same way that I was raised, but for different reasons. And it got me thinking, I was like, you know what, this is what we should be doing all the time. Right. Mm. And this is, and I've always tried to teach my kids about food waste. Like it really would bother me that they would bring, they would put so much on their plate and then it goes right into the trash, the garbage disposal. And I, and they know they can't do that. They haven't done it in years because they know I will get upset. I said, only take what you're going to eat because mommy can take it and do something else with the leftovers later. Like, please don't do that. So it, that's been instilled in them all the time. And I'm like, there's a book here. There's a book mm. about this. Like, and, and really talking about the impact of what food waste really has on our climate and on our, our planet. And so to me, it just made sense to make a cookbook like that, you know? Yeah, I love it. Well, you're making me think about probably the, <laughs> the biggest time that we wasted food in our kitchen was we did a big double batch of chocolate chip cookies and I had emptied the those Costco thing. Those are wasted? Thing. How do you waste Well, those? no, no, this is what happened. <gasps> I had put the Costco container of salt in a canister that was mislabeled. <laughs> yes, oh. and we thought it was sugar. So <gasps> all of that sugar was really salt. salt. And I don't know how nobody tasted the dough at, at some point. Yeah, but I all of that. The dough. Not that that would have made any difference anyways. No, but the, so you can't come back from that. Like no, I, I, I know how no. to like fix, you know, things that go wrong, but there that's are some hard. things you can't back, come back yeah. from. I mean, look, I love a salty cookie, but, um, that's, <laughs> but that a, that's was probably real salty. That was real <laughs> salty. Bad. Do oh. you have any uh, memorable kitchen food fails that you could share with us to help us all feel a little bit better about well, those yeah, times? I mean, I have us. a zillion of them. I mean, I feel like, you know, there's the, always the pot, you know, the kitchen fire one time that I, the lemon oil that I was using for, I think some, um, I think it was like a Mexican dish that I was doing, um, went over and started a fire. That was actually on camera for dinner, Tiffany. That was a good one. But like one of the biggest ones that I really panicked was Thanksgiving. I had been prepping, you know, like two, three days in advance. And then the day of, um, and using my oven and doing all that, you know, everything was fine in the kitchen day of my oven just wouldn't decided, didn't want to work was like, nope. And I Mm -hmm. still, you know, had to put, I was up early putting the turkey in all that kind of stuff. And I was like, what the heck am I going to do? The entire family's coming over. I've been Mm -hmm. hosting Thanksgiving since my early twenties. So luckily I remembered that my next door neighbors were out of town and they had a house sitter there. And I had my husband walk over there (laughs) and asked if, they were having anybody in, you know, in the kitchen yeah. or if they were using the kitchen or if they were having people over and, and she was very sweet. She's like, no, 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 absolutely. And so I was schlepping literally the food <laughs> down the street next door to my neighbors and cooked the entire meal next door. Yeah. Nice. And then I, it was um. very nice because then I, of course, gave a huge leftover welcome basket to our friends that came back that it was their house, you know, because they oh, really did save me. It's a win-win. But that was that was a big disaster yeah. at first. Could have been a lot worse. I did I get my, my steps in-laws. in there. I got I got yeah, an extra yeah, piece of did. pie. That, I got an extra <laughs> piece of pie that year. <laughs> my in-laws were coming to have Thanksgiving with us when we lived in Florida, and I had bought the biggest turkey I could find. I think it was like a twenty-pound turkey. I was so excited. I had been thawing it. I had the whole thing planned and our oven went out as well. Oh. And I didn't have neighbors that I could rely and that's on. that's a 20 um, pounder. That's a, that's, I a, know. that's a long time. So I posted on Facebook, does anyone want my giant turkey? We can't use it. Luckily yeah. I was able to give it away and we bought turkey breasts and put them on the grill. And I'm telling you to this day, that is how I do turkey because it was <laughs> 
so good. Yeah. Grilled turkey breast. Yeah. If, you, if you're intimidated by the roast turkey, that is something to try. Well, look at that. Tiffany, when I announced to my community that I was going to be chatting with you, lots of questions came in. And I thought maybe yes. it'd be fun to do a quick totally. lightning round with some of yeah, these. Totally. Are you down? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, of course. Are you kidding? This is from Brooke. What are you making okay. for dinner tonight? Ooh, tonight. Well, I just harvested a bunch of fresh tomatoes from my garden. And so I made mm. homemade tomato sauce last night. So I most likely will probably do pasta for the kids and zoodles or something or zucchini for uh, me and my husband with the, the homemade tomato sauce. Amazing. Only because that's what I just made and I figured I got to use it. So I'm going to yep. use it. Okay. This is from Ricky. What is your go-to? Everyone is starving and I've got 15 minutes meal. Oh, it's, it's taco bowls for sure. Because all you have to do is ground, you know, cook the meat, little taco seasonings, um, rice that I probably already have in the fridge, mm -hmm. you know, a can of beans, probably some vegetables that I probably have in my veggie drawer. Super easy. Yeah. And this is a good place to use those crumbled up tortilla chips to sprinkle it on top for a little crunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. From Amy, what is your go-to dish that everyone loves for big family gatherings? Ooh, I would say my enchiladas. Mm. I would say Chicken my enchiladas. Chicken or beef? Both. We do both. Ooh, love it. We do okay. pork too. We do shredded pork too. So we do it all. All right. This is from Jessica. What are your top five things to keep stocked in the fridge and pantry? Ooh, okay. Um, fruits and veggies for sure, because we grow a lot of it. I would say those coffee ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> always. Um, or just leftover coffee um, from the pot. Um, always have cheese. Mm -hmm. Always. Always, always, always. And I always usually have like ground beef or a whole chicken or something either in the freezer in my, in my, uh, in my fridge, because I'm always pulling out. Cause you can make so much with it. You know, like I'm always pulling something like that out and what else? Let's see condiments because my husband is crazy for every kind of condiment possible. Mm, yeah. There's always condiments on our door of the fridge. Yeah. We've gotten really into pickled onions. They're so easy Love to make. Onions. And they I make are... them in advance and I keep them yep. in the big jar. Oh yeah. The best. They go, you know, they pickled, make everything. pickled food is really good for you. And it's very good for your, yeah. for your gut, for gut health. So I highly, mm -hmm. I highly, I love, I love pickled. I put that in the condiment category. Okay. Last do. question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is from Jennifer. What yep. is your favorite book to gift to someone? The boy. <laughs> do you know this book? The no. boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. It's one of those, it's a, it's a simple story. I think they animated it not too long ago and actually put it up. It was gifted to me, that's why. And mm -hmm. I had never read it and it's a beautiful story and it's very inspirational. It also is a simple story that you can give it to a teenager or even a child, you know, like even my son would, would understand the story or in up until your eighties and nineties. Like it's, it's one of those inspirational stories that I love because it's just a simple beautiful story about love and caring. And it's one of the, one of the books I gift literally the most. I love it. Okay. And someone just put in the chat. It is Charlie Mackesee. That's it. Yes. Yep. Okay. I kind of thought you were going to say you're missing it. The book that you collabed with your husband ah, on because well, I think yes. that is such a tender book all about how we can be so busy, so focused on our phones that we can yeah. be missing yeah. the everyday magic that happens in our life. Well, it's, it's a, it is a beautiful book. You're absolutely right. But I always try to not like, you know, 
myself into this <laughs> too much, right? Well, um, I'm, I like to give that book because... I love it. No, it's a very special book. You're absolutely right. It's it's a book that we, of course, did together, an idea that sparked that, you know, my husband, of course, is the, is the true talent when it comes to the writing and all, all the artwork because that's what he does. But I think it, it's, it really is something that everybody can relate to. We're all guilty of it my husband and I as well. And it just was one of those books where I was like, you know, especially in those sweet moments when your kids are so young, um, that you don't get those back, you know? And, um, we just, we wanted to, it was more of a book about just getting parents to remind themselves like this, this, this time is so precious. Right. And the phone will always be there. And there's yeah. there and, and we really do. We, we're, we're very good. Like my kids are, are very limited on there. We're pretty strict when it comes to the electronics. There's no electronics during any sort of mealtime, um, no electronics upstairs in their bedrooms. And they don't, you know, they don't have TVs or anything like that. And it's just, look, I love a good old fashioned movie, but phones are different. Phones yeah. are just different. They're just different. Yeah. You know? Well, time does go by so fast. And I think it's a good, it's, it's a good reminder to parents of young kids, you know, mm-hmm. because they're, they, they go from toddler to moving out of the house in a flash, but also yeah. for us adults, because, you know, as we've already mentioned, we're women of a certain age, you know, in our fifties <laughs> now, well, yes. you're almost in your fifties. I'm right there. And, yep. and you can still get so caught up in like, oh, this isn't what I thought, you know, I was going to look like, or what I would feel like, or, you know, and just, mm-hmm. you can be missing, like, it doesn't get better than right mm-hmm. now. And especially for someone who, like you, who was just spent so much of your life in in front of the public, like expected mm-hmm. to look and feel a certain way. I'm mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. I would just want to say thank you for aging so gracefully and for, <laughs> um, give us, give us just what is your beauty secret? You know, I, I, I don't have a secret. I really don't. I'm still trying to constantly, uh, find new things that might be good for me. Right. I mean, as I'm aging, I mean, my, my needs now at almost 50 were different in my needs at 30 and, but I did say this in another interview actually not too long ago where I feel actually more settled almost reaching 50 than I did even in my late 30s or early 40s. And I think it's because I just had my kids, right? And so yeah. my body was just up and down and emotional and hormones and all that kind of stuff. And that's starting to kind of like, you know, I've been back to normal for a little while. Now, granted, I'm going to be starting... I'm sure premenopausal stuff soon. But I <laughs> oh joy, you're gonna love that. <laughs> I know. I feel very settled in myself, like, like just trying to age as as gracefully as possible, giving myself that grace, knowing that I earned those wrinkles, right? Because I was running around and laughing with my children mm-hmm. and, and my husband and traveling and and taking great heights that maybe you know I didn't have a hat on that day and <laughs> that sunspots from there and you know what I mean. Like I'm trying yeah. to be good about that, about really kind of going, there's, there's good reasons, right? I might have some of those things yeah. on my face or my body and my stomach may not look the same, but I birthed two beautiful children that are healthy and, you yeah. know, all those things. Now, granted, that doesn't always feel that way, but I try to, because I feel like when your mental state is in a good place of acceptance, and I do believe that our society is getting better about that, right? Um, that the body will follow, right? Yeah. And so... It really happened, you know, I I had a pretty kind of dark place that I went to last December. I threw up my back and I had never done that before. I've always been very athletic, went to the gym a lot, always hiked and biked and paddleboarded and, you know, all those types of things. So when I threw up my back for literally no reason, I have no idea how I did it. I just got (laughs) out of bed and threw up my back. Yeah, that happens Um, (laughs) at this age. 
but it was, it really put me in a place where I had never been before. And that's why I say, you know, mental health is so important because I was going down a dark path because my mental state was so dark, you know, and I, I've talked about this because it was my, um, it was actually an, a longtime friend who's a chiropractor and is very much into, you know, spiritual and, and mental and physical health. And I was going to him to try to get him to readjust my back. And I was icing and, you know, trying to do all the things I was supposed to be doing. And he said, you know, none of this is going to work until you change your attitude. He goes, mm-hmm. I've never seen you like this, you know, and, um, and his name's Dr. Greg and I just love him. And he really kind of was like, you know, he's the one who kind of shook me and was like, all this will start working if you change your, your outlook on it. You know, um, yes. he goes, how do you know that this didn't happen to try to slow you down a little bit? And I was like, but it's happening right at the Christmas time. I got to get on a flight and I can't move. And you know, all these things he yeah. goes, but everything happens for a reason. And I, and I look at that now and I'm like, I got into ice plunging, you know, like plunging, cold plunging and ice bathing, which kind of changed my whole mental and physical state. I always was somebody who, you know, worked out a lot, but, you know, got finally got back into that when my, my back was feeling a little bit better and I feel great. I feel so good. And hopefully I won't throw my back out again, but if it does, at least I know what to do with it now, you know? Yeah. So good. Well, so much is our mindset. And our outlook. And that's why at Chatbooks, we talk so much about seeing the everyday magic because we know that family life can be crazy and chaotic mm-hmm. and exhausting mm-hmm. and can you can feel defeated. Yep. But there is magic everywhere if you have the eyes to see it. So one of the things that we teach is you can hold on to that magic by f- snapping a photo of it, print yeah. the photo, hold on to the photo, talk about the stories. Can you just tell us really quickly why are printed photos important to you and your family and how does it strengthen your family? I think it because it does, it captures a memory and, and usually like, unless it's, you know, the funny one of my holiday card, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is a great memory cap- to hold yeah, on to. It's a great memory, right? <laughs> uh, um, that it, it, it captures moments that those moments are past, right? And so all you have are those photos or videos of those moments. And so we just actually printed something huge again on our wall and just literally hung it this week. And I'll tell you, man, walking mm-hmm. past it, it makes me smile. It has a lot of humor in it. It has a lot of laughter, of course, has a lot of love. And, and so I'm, I, you know, I have so many pictures on my phone and computer. People are <laughs> like, you really need to get through that. And I was like, I know, mm-hmm. I know, but I Tiffany, love I love them so much. Yes. Let us help you get those into chat books. I'm <laughs> sending you credit. Super easy. Your kids will love it. We got you. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Where can everyone listening order your book? I know everyone's going to want this. We need this. Every, okay. any, any place books are sold. Truly, truly, truly. All the big places, Amazon, Books A Million, indie, any of the indie bookstores usually. Um, but you can get all those sort of links through my website, which is tiffanythiessen.com. Yep. And follow Tiffany on Instagram. You are sharing recipes over there with little oh, yeah. Lots sneaks of and peeks Instagram, of family Facebook. life. And... I'm now on TikTok. I'm trying to do the TikTok thing. Oh, you it's are brave. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was so fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Isn't she delightful? I'm pretty much feeling like Tiffany and I are besties now. And how about that cookbook? I can't wait to get my hands on it. We have a link in the show notes so that you can pre-order. Here we go again for your family. And I'm also including a link to the book that she wrote with her husband, You're Missing It. It seriously is so good. Thank you so much for being here. If you have a minute, would you mind going and leaving a rating and review for the podcast? All of that helps us continue to produce shows with guests that you love 
I'm so glad you're part of the mom force. Let's connect on social. You can always find me at Vanessa Quigley on Instagram and we are the mom force podcast on TikTok. Until next time. Oh,